G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package, I and Glenn ZB. We'll mark the week uh, because it's Friday and that is what we do on Fridays. Um, uh, and on a Friday at this particular time of year, uh, we also talk about the Nobel Poetry Prize. <laughs> I think we do anyway. Uh, but before any of that, a lot of talk the, uh, about MMP, mostly from Mike Hosking this week. What's wrong with it? Yeah, back to the text. Uh, the distribution of votes. Here's one of the most critical parts of MMP that most people don't seem to understand. All the parties that don't get to 5% have their votes put in the bin. They are not counted. So if the Greens get 4.9%, 4.9% of the votes go in the bin. They're not counted. Why is this critical? Because then you're only counting 90% of the eligible votes. So to split 90% and you're taking all the other parties that didn't make it as well, the Maori Party and the Vance Party and the Conservative Party, that will all add up to potentially close to 10%. So you're splitting 90% of what's left, aren't you? You've got 90% of the vote left. You're splitting 90%. What's half of 90%? 45. You need 45% to get to government not 50%. So the higher the burn rate of the vote, the more influence there is for the other parties and the less the numbers are needed or the votes are needed to form the government. That's one of the most critical parts of MMP. Yeah, I'm not really totally certain he's cleared that up massively. Basically, the the point is, if somebody's polling uh, 45% and they you know got that much of the vote... Um, the, you know, they, they couldn't form a government by themselves unless that's all you need. I haven't done a good job of making this clear either. Mind you, it's not the least complicated system out there, of course. STV, uh, I think, is a, yeah, is a better system than MMP, and the only reason MMP won was because the we didn't do our homework, essentially. We had, was it four choices we had? I think we had four choices. Anyway, um, Shirtcliffe was after the FPP. Was he after the FPP? See, I can't even remember. But the Greens were we after the... five, including what the existing system. It, it was the existing system plus four, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was too. And STV had a bit of a bit of a surge, but it was never going to win because the Greens got behind the MMP. And because we were lazy and we didn't do our homework and we were sick of Muldoon and we were sick of Longy and we were sick of being bulldozed with policy. What we wanted was just something different. And the something different didn't matter to us. We just voted for something different. Turned out to be MMP. And here we are 24 years later. And it's entirely possible that next Saturday we're going to essentially, for all intents and purposes, vote it out of existence. Yeah, I mean, I wanted STV as well. Yeah. Um, and Complicated. I think there, there were, yeah, that's the thing. I think it was too hard to think about. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and also, people. it sounded a bit like an STD yeah. as well, which nobody wants. That's that probably that probably killed the buzz early on. But anyway. and also, the other thing that was working against it is that's basically what they have in Australia, and of course, nobody wants to do what they do in Australia because you go down preferencing and it, and it becomes a cluster. But anyway, is there any appetite at all to change the system, or have we just given up on everything these days? worth the thought isn't it yeah um, it is amazing after all this time couple of decades you know very few of us really understand what's going on well, we were making fun of America for them not understanding how their voting system works but we don't either do we um, it's no wonder uh, the Greens can um, put some sneaky tax policy in there and then make it without, a, without it being a bottom line make it a, a top priority 
and get it through. And one of the more remarkable revelations that came from James Shaw yesterday on our Leaders Breakfast was the wealth tax. If you heard it, Shaw sold it as a way to get past the capital gains tax. And this, in a way, I think may well be why MMP is in such trouble. Why didn't we get a capital gains tax? Because of MMP. If you voted for Labour uh, because you favoured a tax, you would have been disappointed. If you voted for New Zealand first because you thought he would go with National, you would have been disappointed. I mean, how many things didn't didn't get done under the guise that MMP made it too tricky? How many things got hijacked because of MMP? Fee baits for EVs didn't happen. Military and masks from day one of our lockdown didn't happen. Various level adjustments during the COVID outbreak didn't happen. Uh, we don't have a travel bubble right now with Australia because of MMP. Just how many times have the government of the past three years been able to explain away policy ideas and advancement, and in some cases disaster, because they simply couldn't get the numbers. So just what is it you're voting for? The trouble with MMP is you literally don't know what you're going to get. All you get is a number, more or less than 5%. So here, I think, was what James Shaw was driving at. The Greens get 5%, right? Labour don't get to govern alone. So in essence, the Green Party holds the balance of power. Not in the New Zealand first kind of way. They're not going with national. They're wedded to Labour. But, and history shows this, the Greens don't have to go into government. What if they insist on a wealth tax? What if the difference between Labour being in government or not is a wealth tax? Would Adern have any real trouble explaining to the country she had no choice? That once again, this is MMP. We needed the Greens support. The only way we could get it was a wealth tax. It wasn't their policy, the same way the Provincial Growth Fund wasn't their policy, but it's the price you pay under MMP. Even if you want Labour as a government, do you want Labour and a wealth tax? Up until this last government, you see, minor parties really didn't demand overtly large influence. They were smaller ideas, smaller portfolios, but by and large, the whole argument was proportionate. Peter's changed all of that. The tail started to wag the dog, another MMP weakness. And let's be honest, Labour are only going for a tax increase in the way they are because they know Middle New Zealand, even Labour supporting Middle New Zealand, wouldn't stand for anything more. But that doesn't mean on the quiet that Grant and company, who have dug themselves the most enormous debt hole, don't actually want to do more by way of tax increases. Just how convenient would it be if they could get the Greens what they want, actually get what they want as well, but have their fiscal cake and eat it once again, all the while blaming MMP? Yeah, so I feel like we've been beating up on MMP all week this week, really. Um, Probably not expecting anything different next week, and probably even worse after the actual election result. Especially if it turns out to be one of those results that isn't really a result. And we don't actually figure out what's going on for another six weeks after the election, which often seems to be the way under MMP, which is one of the reasons I don't really like it. Um, Shall we mark the week? Maybe Mike will give it a mark. Uh, The campaign, seven. Getting better by the day. The early votes are in, the debates are on, the polls are out, and the final week is always the best. Don't you reckon they're the polls for? Uh, They need to do something about their industry. Polls that aren't polls, polls that are brought by interest groups, polls that don't remotely dovetail, yet they're on the same subject. It's too much of a mess. Too many numbers and it makes no sense. The tennis, three. Yet yet another thing not happening because the government run on fear and they can't make a decision. The bubble, three. G'day, Mark. Good on you. Same thing. Could have been a game changer. Morrison sees it. We are paralysed by inaction. Farmers this week, eight. Yes, great week turns out. They're virtually carbon neutral. But what have we said about farming all along? Farms are businesses. Who sets out to be a bad business? The All Blacks, eight. Isn't it extraordinary, eh? The first test of the year and it's October. The Shield, as in the Ranfurly, seven. On the move again. Both Super Rugby and the Mitre 10 have been major beneficiaries of an otherwise fairly bollocks sort of year for sport. Denise Lee. 
too. First time most people hear about her, she's white-anting her leader. Uh, the Auckland Council Review, though. Eight. Policy of the week. Who doesn't think Auckland needs a giant rocket? Speaking of which, dear New Zealand, love Auckland. Six. I mean, God bless AT for trying to boost domestic tourism, but I mean, have you seen Auckland? Joe Parker, as in Joseph, seven. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, weird old negotiations. I'm not sure how much further along this fight gets him towards the title, but it'll be a sellout in December. We love Joseph Parker in the boxing. The Australian budget, seven. Further proof that they've handled this better than us and they know what a tax cut is. Prosecco, six. Sales are apparently through the roof. Is that because it's actually good? Where was the cork, Glenn? Where was the cork? Give me a cork. Prosecco. Six. There we go. So much better. Uh, where was I? Is that because it's actually good or um, we will just drink anything these days? That's super annoying that he did that. <laughs> Because, um, I mean, yes, I could have put a cork in initially, but I'd already had lots of other sound effects and things around that, so I just decided, I'd literally had deliberately decided to leave that one. And then he puts me on the spot, and then I have to go to my sound effects, and, I, and, and, and they're listed, you know, cork popping, but I haven't had a chance to listen to them all because, you know, some corks are from a still bottle of wine, some are from a sparkling bottle of wine. You've got your Prosecco, which is, of course, a sparkling wine. So, so I, I literally just gambled and tried to remember which one is the right one. I thought I did pretty well. Just quietly. Not that quietly, really. I just explained the whole process to you, didn't I? In a sort of a quite braggy kind of a way. Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, with uh, the poet who has the bragging rights this year. The great thing is not having a mind. Feelings. Oh, I have those. They govern me. I have a lord in heaven called the sun and open for him, showing him the fire of my own heart. Fire, like his presence. What could such glory be if not a heart? Oh, my brothers and sisters, were you like me once long ago before you were human? Did you permit yourselves to open once who would never open again? Because in truth, I am speaking now the way you do. I speak because I am shattered. Another classic Mike Hosking oh. comment piece there. It's a little um, one I whipped up this morning. I just had a couple of spare minutes. I thought I'll put something together. That's actually the work of the Nobel Prize winner, to, uh, winner for literature, Louise Gluck, for her unmistakable poetic voice that with austere beauty makes individual existence universal. She's 77. She's a professor at Yale. She made her debut in 1968 with Firstborn. She is seen as one of the most prominent poets in U.S. contemporary literature. She's also shy, shuns publicity, and has said nothing about it thus far. So is that the same one that Bob Dylan won a couple of years back? Same one. So he's, he was shy about, Something about receiving poetry. it too, They wasn't speak he? through poetry, not through the public eye, is my suspicion. Hope I delivered that with the appropriate aplomb. I think it's the first time I've heard him use the word aplomb. Uh, alacrity was the word he, he's been using a lot this year. Kind of disappointed that uh, he didn't use it again there because we've got a drinking game going on. Anyway, maybe we'll have to add a plum into it now. I'll see if he uses it again. Listen out. I am Glenn ZFB. If he uses it again, I'll put it in on Monday's podcast. Uh, that was the rewrap for Friday. I'll see you back here then. Listener.